0: Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis. After being widowed at 38 with three little kids and now blending our family with a man that made my heart come back to life, I know that it is hard to calm the chaos through life's ups and downs. If you are lost in the overwhelm of motherhood, if you're trying to be mindful of true self-care again, or if you need to find simple ways to detox your life, mind, and home, come to The Well our online wellness collaborative of coaches where you can find restoration through natural wellness, inner healing, and faith that brings freedom to your heart. In the Bible, the woman at the well went to the well for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. Grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Welcome back to the well podcast. I am so excited today for our guest. We're going to talk about something that we've never talked about on the podcast before. And so really tune in and send this to someone who needs it. We're here with Sabrina Carter, and she is the host of the renew her strength podcast um and she talks to women that are in a season of waiting and there's it's it's such a powerful time i think god does a lot in our lives in our seasons of waiting but it's also some of the most difficult times ever so sabrina this is amazing work and thank you for not only being on the podcast but for doing this ministry Um, just tell us where you live, a little bit about your story first, so we can put some skin on, and how you got interested in starting this ministry. Thanks for being on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Kari. It's a pleasure to be here today. And I appreciate you having me here. So uh, a little bit about me. Um, Interesting fact, I live abroad in Belize. So my husband is a federal agent. So we've been living abroad for about two and a half years. I grew up in South Florida. And then following just a dream and passion in my heart, I moved out to California when I was 25. And started my life there as a physician assistant. I had never been there before, but it was just something I wanted to do for many, many years. And thankfully it all worked out. I ended up staying in San Diego for five years. And then as a lead that I felt like God was calling me to, I moved up to Los Angeles. And I was there for about six years prior to getting married and moving to Belize. So that's where (laughs) I live currently. And then a little bit about just my, you know, background and, and experience through these, you know, seasons of waiting. I yes, grew up in a Christian home, wonderful family. I have kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit most of my life. And even, you know, about two years into working as a physician assistant, I actually quit my job, which I thought was like my dream job to start my own health and fitness coaching business, because that was really my passion for so many years. And I had just been around some other women that were in that industry and they just reignited my passion and i was starting to learn that oh wow there's this whole arena of being able to make money doing what you love and so i've been on that journey for about 10 years now and i've always loved health and fitness as i mentioned but over the let's see like last 6 months depending on when you're listening to this summer of 2023 i felt like i kind of hit a wall in terms of my just my my passion for health and fitness, my ability to really see the progress in my business that I had desired. And so I decided to take about a month off and really ask God what he wanted me to do. And on a personal note, what was happening in my life at that time was about three months prior, I had a miscarriage. So my husband and I had been trying to have a baby for about eight months at that point. Uh, I was so excited when I got pregnant in February and then had a miscarriage in March. And that was devastating on many levels, as you could imagine. And the whole fertility journey kind of threw me in a tailspin a bit. So I have a lot of experience kind of similar with you, Kari, in terms of grief. Uh, As as an adult, my sister passed away at 37 from colorectal cancer. And in the subsequent 10 months, I lost my grandmother, my aunt and my father, uh, all fairly unexpectedly. And so I, I was trying to kind of pick back up my life from having all of that heavy heavy grief and we were so excited to bring new life into the world and then of course i had this miscarriage and so it it also impacted my ability to really be creative and be passionate about you know doing health and fitness things when i had this really deep struggle that i was dealing with personally and so during that month off i felt like god really redirected my my passion and my desire cuz my the deepest desire I have is to really help women live the fullness that like live their fullest life that God has created for them. Right. So reconnecting Mm -hmm. them with God, keeping them on the path to what God has designed them to do. And whether that was through health and fitness or something else, I really wanted to know what was like, what did God have for me? And so as I was faced with, you know, this significant season of waiting, I'm now 39, um, with no children yet. And I really felt like God asked me, you know, would you be willing to do a ministry if it helped you and one other person, like talking about your season of waiting? And to be honest, from a selfish standpoint, at that point, I was like, I will do anything that will help me. I'm like, not even bothered by other people right now. Like I need help for myself because this is really hard, right? I was already trying to rebuild my trust and faith in God from all the loss that I had experienced. And then now... Not only did I have a miscarriage, but I'm having month after month of negative pregnancy tests. And as I continue to just get older. And so I said, okay, yes, I'll do it. And over the course of literally a few days, he gave me this, the name Renew Her Strength, obviously coming from the verse Isaiah 40, 31, you know, talking about those who wait on the Lord will have their strength renewed. And there's so many great verses in the Bible that talk about it. So I decided, okay, I'm going to take the skills and knowledge that I've learned from my, you know, 10-ish years as an entrepreneur and see what I can do with a ministry. And so that's how this all came about. I started the podcast in October and so far it's been a really great journey on many levels. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love, love, love the name. I think it's, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss. I don't even really love that sentence. But, um, but it does have very true meaning. Um, and, uh, and a miscarriage is a very unique loss. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie facing the giants or one of those Christian movies. But um, when the mom lost a baby and said, I don't know how much you, could, or I don't know how you can love something so much that you've never had. <laughs> um, as I've had multiple miscarriages my, myself, and it is um, such a unique pain. Um, so obviously you're passionate about supporting women through seasons of waiting because of of what you've experienced, but what are some tools that, that helped you during your season that you're in, that you've been in, and and where do you kind of direct them? Yeah.
1: So I do want to highlight a little bit the other seasons of waiting that I've gone through, because that was a little bit of, of what I also felt like God was highlighting for me, right? I, I had these painful seasons. My sister was diagnosed with cancer at 33. So she, you know, went through chemo and kind of had short periods of doing better for four years. We were believing God that she was going to be healed. So that was, that was one Um, Of the things that that was a long time of waiting for, you know, God to kind of come through. And in the midst of that, I was also still single. So I thought I was going to be married at 25 and have, you know, five children by the time I was 35, and life would be happy and everything was going to be great. But uh, at that point, my sister passed away, I was 36, and I was still single. And so not only did I wait until I was 36 to be married, but waited for four years for, you know, healing for my sister. And then now here we are waiting for, you know, to grow our family. And so that this isn't the first or only significant season of waiting that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. And then just on the side note, like the story of my husband is a, is a really amazing God story, right? Like how how all that came to fruition pretty quickly, shortly after my sister passed away was really rejuvenating to my soul. It was really what I needed. I still don't totally all understand God's timing with it all, but that was a really beautiful story of something I waited for and prayed for and did see come to fruition really beautifully. And on the flip side, then I had the situation with my sister and my father who, you know, my sister was a much longer time frame of of waiting and believing that God was going to do something miraculous. And that didn't happen. So I, I also have the experience of what does it look like when we wait for something that we really want, and it actually doesn't come to pass. And mm-hmm. how can we use that experience and still be able to grow and still be able to like get up and enjoy our life and and move on. So just to kind of highlight some of the different seasons of waiting that I've gone through, because some of the tools will kind of tap on, you know, those different areas. So In general, I will say one of the things that has been really helpful for me is just talking about the struggle. And so I know sometimes, depending on what type of season of waiting you're in, talking about it might be really hard for you because people often wanna give unsolicited advice and advice that's not very helpful and sometimes it's hurtful. Uh, You know, they usually have good intentions, but I think that that's been something for me that I've seen although there is obviously a level of vulnerability there where we have to be willing to you know talk about the really hard points that is such a valuable tool that once we start to experience it we see that vulnerability actually builds bridges as opposed to building walls right like so when we're trying to pretend like our life is perfect and we don't want to talk about the struggles we have we actually have trouble connecting with other people and one of i think the deepest you know human desires that we all have and god created us to have is connection with others so even in my season now you know talking about the ministry that i started it's like obviously god knew what he was doing In asking me to start this because it has forced me to talk a lot about this current struggle that I'm in, in terms of waiting and kind of take the lessons that he's learning me and then, you know, try to teach them or share them, which has really helped not only solidify what he's showing me, but like sometimes I literally am like, oh my gosh, I'm preaching to myself right now as I'm sharing this idea or message, you know, with someone else. So that I think all of
0: us that have podcasts feel that way. (laughs) We're mostly talking to ourselves.
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I would say that's probably one of the biggest things is just, you know, finding a safe space of um, people that you can share your struggles with. And on that note is finding a community um, of like minded women. And that's really why I, I created the small, intimate Facebook community that I have, because through my seasons of waiting, I guess I didn't seek it out so much, but I also it was never really an offer for me. You know, it doesn't seem like church communities have this group or Uh, It's just not a common thing that you come across. And so I really have found that building a community of women in different seasons of waiting, but there's so many common threads, right? Like the pain is similar, the struggles are similar, and there's so much power in having a community of like-minded women who are there just to not really give give advice, but really to more be supportive and encouraging Mm -hmm. and help you to remember that you're not alone. And then another thing I would say is just finding ways to enjoy my life and take my focus off that thing. And so that was something I really had to learn in my singleness of, okay, what if I don't get married till I'm 40? Am I like never going to travel? Am I never going to go to a nice restaurant I want to by myself? Am I never going to maybe go to like a nice show or an event because I'm single and I decided, no, I'm not going to put my life on hold waiting for my husband to show up. Um, and even now, you know, in this fertility journey, a lot of people, I think, make decisions around, okay, but what if I'm pregnant at this point? And what if, what if I get pregnant at this point that I can't do this trip and I can't go to this wedding and I can't, you know, instead of living your life like that, where your sole focus becomes on this one thing that's missing, I think if we can really learn to see all the other aspects of life that God has blessed us with and really learn how to, I know it's like kind of cliche, but enjoy the journey as opposed to being so focused on the destination. You know, life is short as both of us know, and instead of wasting our time, just waiting for that thing to come to fruition, really learning how to enjoy the small moments along along the journey.
0: Yeah, I remember, so after TJ passed away, and I was kind of starting to feel like, because at first I was like, I don't really care if I'm ever in a relationship again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then as soon as I started to feel like I was open to it, but I wasn't searching for it, it came. And I know a lot of people have said that, um, you know, infertility and finding someone different things, that when you are just really grateful for the life that you have, sometimes Um, But I'm not saying that the flip is true, that you're not getting these things because of your lack of gratitude or it's nothing on your part. It is sometimes things are just out of our control. Um, But do you find that, that I think as women, maybe men are too, but we just want to be proactive. We want to kind of feel that we have the control. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for women that just feel like they have none? Um, that they're just like feeling like they're doing all the right things or, and it's just not happening. Um, I mean, have you felt, I mean, especially with illness and with death like that, I mean, it's just, that's kind of where maybe the anger sets in. Do you have anything mm-hmm. to speak to that?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I, I've experienced all of that, uh, with the different seasons of waiting. I mean, I remember seeing a therapist when my sister was really sick And her asking me to explore the possibility of me never getting married, like, that was a possibility. Like, what would that look like? And I remember just, like, bawling. And I'm like, is there any point to life if I have to be single forever? Like, what do you mean? I couldn't, I mean, my brain just forever, I just always thought I would be married and have multiple children. That's just, like, what I always knew my life to be. And, you know, here I was at, I don't know what age I was at that, like, 33 and there was yes uh, so many emotions around again feeling like i was doing all the things god asked me to do and he wasn't showing up for me in that area um and so yeah i think you know there the word surrender is is so difficult because it's not a tangible thing where i can be like here this is surrender like i can share it with you or here this is how you do it and i think this is part of the process right of what God can teach us in these seasons. And, you know, I I actually did a podcast interview earlier today about the value of rest and taking a Sabbath and really not only physically, but like mentally, spiritually, emotionally, allowing every aspect of our being to rest in who God is and like replenish our soul with his truth. So I think, you know, there's there's not really one tip because I have, I've been there, you know, where I've like been healthy my whole life. And, um, you know, my husband and I are trying to honor God with every aspect of what we do. And, you know, we, we want to have children and it just seems like, OK, God, we're doing all the right things. And kind of like time is running out, knowing that God can do anything at any time. But. Um, you know, and so in that space, I think going back to the things that I talked about, right. It's like talking about your struggle, remembering that you're not alone, having community and really asking God to show you, you know, where are you working in this season? And that again is like the whole point of renew her strength is for us to become the women God designed us to be even during a season of waiting. And in fact, the season of waiting is like such a great incubator for growth, and trust me, I wish there was another way because I'm like, okay, God, I've had enough tests. Like, please just, you know, I'm done with the tests. I'm happy to just like move forward with what I've learned so far. But, you know, by his grace, he, he tells us in the Bible, like, we're going to have trials and tribulations. And so none of us are getting out without that. And this, this won't be the last time I'm waiting for something really significant. And so what types of lessons can we learn? How can Mm -hmm. we grow in our faith, in our trust, in our ability to surrender control? Because as we all learned from 2020, when COVID happened, none of us actually have control over much of anything. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think it's just the awareness of, okay, God, I'm going to trust you more than my own timeline i'm going to trust you that more than my own goals i'm going to trust you more than my own thoughts because for whatever reason even though maybe you are doing everything he's asked you to do and the shift isn't happening or the answer isn't coming yet there is some reason why there's this delay and so for us to really be able to press in and have you know spiritual guidance from friends and family and really be able to learn to hear really clearly from god during that season, I think is, um, is super valuable. I also wanted to highlight, you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and read books and things like that. And so one of my favorite podcasts is Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. And so this was a total God thing. It was like maybe two or three days after I had my miscarriage and I was laying in my bed and turned on the podcast. And the first thing he said was, you don't need answers. You need more of God. And then it was like, and it was the intro. And I was like bawling, like, oh, my gosh, because that's what I was going there for. Right. Like I wanted to have some some answer, some like give me some nugget of what to hold on to in this situation that doesn't make any sense. And that was exactly what I needed to be told. And it's hard. Right. Because we all want answers like, why is this happening or why is this not happening? Or, you know, what can I do to, to make this go faster or slower or different? But you know, in my, my seeking for answers for all these different struggles that I've experienced in my life, it really comes down to knowledge and love and trust for God. And that ultimately we might never have the answers that we're, that we're looking for. i I'll probably never understand why my sister died. I'll never understand why I didn't get married till I was 36 and why, you know, all of these things, but really learning how to seek God first above trying to get answers as to why things aren't going the way we want, um, I think was just such a valuable lesson for me to learn.
0: Yeah. Well, and I remember in my seasons, um, I remember feeling like I kind of don't want this to stop though, because he comes so close to us. You know, a lot of exactly what you said, a lot of our seeking looks like resting and allowing, like he does the work. He comes to us. He brings the people, the community, the podcast, the, the, whatever it is. And I just remember feeling so, I almost missed that season where I was so broken that God really was what I had. I mean, he, he really was, um, because as things have gotten busier or now that I'm happier, so to speak, I, I don't lean into him like I did in that season. And I there's parts of it that I almost miss because he came so close to fill every hole that I had at the time that that it is beautiful. And you don't really want to hear that in the moment. But looking back, I kind of miss it. I miss parts of that, of that yeah. journey.
1: That's a really great message. Because, you know, like you said, when you're in the middle of it, it's, it's really hard. And to, you know, learn, like the Bible says, to like embrace the trials and challenges and like you're building endurance. It's like, ah, oh, like I don't want to build endurance. <laughs> um, but I think when we can we can get that perspective, right, of what what is God trying to teach me? Because he truly is not trying to torture us. He's not wasting any of our pain. And even if what happened was from the enemy and it maybe it wasn't God's will, mm-hmm. there is still beautiful things that can come out of that. If we're willing to, to ask God and to do the work and to, you know, find the blessing in it. So, yeah, I love that. That's a great message.
0: Yeah. So, um, so just for someone that's really, really discouraged right now, um, is there anything else that you have for them? Um, obviously come find you find a community that is going through similar struggles, but just any other nugget that you have for them?
1: Yeah, I would just want to remind them that you're not alone. I think that's one of the biggest things that the enemy does to take us away from God is one of his tactics is to make us feel like we're the only one having the struggle, like make us feel insecure about whatever it is that we're struggling with and feel like we're the only one going through whatever it is. Like, Obviously, there's bits and pieces of everyone's story that's a little bit different, but in the big scheme of things there are more similarities than differences and so i think that's really one of the biggest factors to consider is that you're not alone in your struggle and you know taking that step which might be really scary for you to have courage and boldness and maybe talk to your spouse or talk to your you know parents or a best friend or someone at your church maybe find a therapist that you don't you know has no doesn't know you at all but just someone that you can that you can share what's on your heart. I know for me personally, again, I've only been married for two and a half years and a lot. I mean, when I got married to my husband, my aunt, my grandmother, and my dad were all still alive. So literally we got married in April and then August, September, October, I had all those three people pass in my family. So Ugh. it was a lot for me to learn how to open up to my husband, because he, God bless him, has never had anyone close to him die. So he doesn't really understand the grief process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I naturally kind of wanted to, not intentionally, but withhold, because I think I felt like he wasn't going to understand, or I felt like I feel really upset and I don't really know how to explain it. So it fe- I feels like a little irrational. Like, why am I so upset about, you know, this little thing? And so I think that, you know, that was a growing point for me to be able to learn how to really express to him what was happening. And I will tell you, and maybe Cara, you can you can relate, like there is a weight that is released from us when we communicate the struggles that we're experiencing. And even if it's not grief related, if it's fear, if it's insecurity, if it's whatever it is, it's like you know, the thing about confession, um, that there is this valuable aspect there where when we're willing and able to share these deep struggles or fears or concerns that we carry and the enemy wants us to hold them all, even though God wants us to release all of them to him, um, there's so much freedom that comes from that and so you know I never promise my um, my audience or my listeners that I have a solution to their waiting that's not what we're doing here really it's more about finding encouragement hope and learning to hear from God in these seasons because so many of us feel like God isn't there he's not listening he's not answering and sometimes he is quiet but you know there's lessons to learn in that arena as well, like our ability to feed ourselves. But yeah, I mean, if you're really in a place where you are growing hopeless, you are considering maybe even like walking away from your faith, not trusting God, you know, taking things into your own hands, just know that I have been there before. I I can understand that, that struggle. And ultimately, like, it's good for all of us to explore our faith and have our own reasons why we believe what we believe. Um, but to also know that there are other solutions. And so I think that's the biggest thing is just finding someone that you can communicate with and, you know, share what's going on so that you can experience just like, sometimes we have aha moments just from hearing ourselves talk, just like we were saying, right, with the podcast where you're like, oh, well, I have my own solution or "I I have my own answer. Or when I hear myself say these things, I'm seeing patterns that might be keeping me stuck. So things like that are all, you know, really valuable. And then yes, of course, supportive community um, and really getting plugged in because for me, you know, I did take some time off from God and church and all in general after my dad died. And then being back now, thank God, he has just like restored my faith. And um, I have so much more hope now than I did originally. And that's all just from a process of time of continuing to seek him and asking for prayer and showing up. And so those would be some of my pieces of encouragement if you feel like you're really kind of in despair because of the waiting.
0: Yeah, it it reminds me of the difference of sympathy and empathy, mm-hmm. that sometimes in your season of waiting, you don't need another person to feel bad for you or say, oh, you know, nothing's happened yet or, you know, to feel bad. But empathy is when someone just meets you where you are, sits with you brings you something. You are able to share with them. Um, Sometimes they can actually relate to a similar story, but doesn't try to trump your story with theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of a dangerous part. Oh, yeah, I know exactly how you feel. That happened to me. That's not empathy. (laughs) Um, And so the work that you're doing is, is amazing because it is empathy. And that's why I love podcasts because you can You can just hear someone's story. You build that passport with them. You know that they get it. And sometimes we just need, just like you said in confession, we need the words to come out. And sometimes we need to put that good in that pushes the yuck out that we're experiencing. And so it's amazing. So tell everyone uh, where to find you, the community, the podcast. Yeah, thank you. So the
1: community is currently on Facebook. So it's a free, intimate Facebook group for Christian women in waiting and you can literally type that in Christian women in waiting you can find it there and the podcast is called renew her strength so you can find it on any podcast platform and yeah uh you can message me as well i'm also on instagram i have a renew her strength page on instagram and thank you again kari for the time
0: yeah thank you so much for being on and just know that we will be praying. I will be praying in your season of waiting. I hope okay. that I hope that this next season brings answers and you're doing amazing amazing work. So thanks for thank being you so, Thank you so much. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well podcast please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes and we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.